Hey, hey, hey. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to Mommy Group. This is episode 26. Man, am I excited that you're here today because today's a big day for us. Today is our very first interview. We're so excited. This has been the goal all along, and we are just absolutely stoked to kick it off with the wonderful Sabrina Soto. So you guys probably know Sabrina from her million and a half TV shows. Sabrina's been on Trading Spaces and Extreme Home Makeover, countless HGTV shows. I mean, Good Morning America, Home and Family, The Talk, The Kitchen, Wendy Williams. Like, the list goes on and on, and she generally is in the interior design space. Um, That's really where her expertise lies. That's where her talent lies. You'll learn a lot about where that comes from, from her family. It's a super interesting story. And we talk a lot about being a single mom, which she is. And man, that is no joke. She is one tough cookie. I really can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. If you like it, if you enjoy the podcast, you enjoy the interview, we really hope that you'll help us grow by rating the podcast, subscribing to it, reviewing it. And if you think there's a friend out there that might enjoy it, please screenshot your phone and send them a text or post it on your social media. It really helps us grow and it does mean so, so much to us. So thanks in advance and I hope you like this one. Okay, let's go. So where uh, where were you born? Miami. Miami. But we were, I mean, like every other Cuban in the world, right? Right, <laughs> except right, right. Cuba. Um, <laughs> but we moved out when I was three to New Jersey. So I spent half my life in New Jersey, half my life here in California. So th- from zero to three, Miami. Then, then from three to like junior high, New Jersey, junior high. Got it. Did you guys now. have family in Miami? Is that why you were yes. there? Yes. So my dad's whole side of the family is in Miami. My mom's is in New Jersey. How cute. Yeah. Wait, so then you're, ha- are you, what's your ethnicity? Both my parents are Cuban. Uh-huh. So I'm first generation American. Wow. How yeah. Fun. So they came. They came from, from Cuba. Got it. And what's your sibling situation? My, I have a sister who's my best friend. She's 20 months older than me and she's the best. She's like a unicorn. She has four kids. We oh talk every gosh. day. Does she live here in California? She lives, yeah, in Valencia. Aww. Yeah, she's awesome. What was your dynamic with her as a young girl? Like, were you guys super close? Was there any, like, did you guys function in the same space sometimes? Like, I feel like my sister and I were super different, so we had these, like, separate identity paths. Yeah, like, no. Were you guys... We were, well, she was way more sporty than I was. Okay. I tried. I, like, yeah. my first cross-country <laughs> meet, I threw up. Um, <laughs> I'm like, this isn't for me. But no, we were close, except high school when she would like borrow my clothes without asking. I think I kicked her in the face once. It's no big deal. No. That's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> <That's what> happened. <laughs> <laughs> but we're super close. Like, I actually think sometimes I'm a little unsocial with friends because I don't, like, I have her for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that though because you also, I know Sabrina, we met when we were like doing a pilot or something yes. together, right? And I remember I met you immediately and I was like, you're so much fun. And then Trish, you and Trish were like bestest friends. Oh my gosh. And I feel like... The two of us together... Are amazing. But it's like she's your sister. She's she is. She's your sister out here. She is. I am, I'm so grateful for her friendship. And she's been become, especially like going through such hard times last year, she was my strength. Let's explain to everyone who doesn't know who Trish is. Is this just yeah. a friend of Trish yours? Sir, is Trish Sir is a comedian and organizational expert. She used to be on a show called Clean House. Yes. Uh, so she is really funny. She's from Kentucky. We couldn't be more opposite. Like seriously yeah. opposite. Yeah. Sabrina like walks in. She looks like she maybe just came off a runway. You yeah. know, very chic. And Trish like, hey y'all, what you doing? <laughs> yes. And you're like, wait, what's what's going on here? And then they just like, you know, uh, they walk in the room separately and then they meet each other and like, oh, no, 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 no. 
and you're I like, love what it. is happening? But she actually like, texted me this morning. This is how close we are because we didn't talk yesterday. God forbid. And she's like, I feel like I'm missing my head. Answer your phone. Get out. I'm like, girl. That's so fantastic. It's 6 a.m. this morning. That's fantastic. So is that how close? Does your sister ever get jealous that you're too, I, so close to Trish? Yeah, of course. Sometimes, you know, and I think probably vice versa. But they all both love each other as well. That's so sweet. Um, I think my sister just gets jealous that we, Trish and I get to spend so much time together only because Trish doesn't have kids. I know. So yeah. it's, you know how that is. Yeah. So growing up. Was that, was, was, yeah, I was going to say, so you don't remember much from Miami probably because you were so little. So most of your childhood, those memories are from Jersey. So what what's childhood like in your house in New Jersey when you're six, seven, eight years old? Lots of family over. Um, I remember a lot of gossiping in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, people smoking. I don't yeah. know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going I on. think they were drinking Lancer's wine. Do you even remember Lancer's <laughs> wine? Lancer's wine. No, was that out of a box? It, no, it was, it was, it was like this red, weird bottle. I just remember that always being around. That's and really I think funny. it's because my grandfather, it fell off a truck. And <laughs> he had cases of it. Genius. Yeah, a lot of things fell off a truck <laughs> from my grandfather. He gave me a cabbage when the cabbage patch kids were all their age. One again fell off the truck, but it wasn't even a real cabbage patch kid. He was like, "No, it's a better." It was a bootleg. Yeah, it was a cabbage patch. <laughs> Amazing. It, I think it had like pink hair, but I mean, it wasn't like the normal yarn hair. It was <laughs> messed up. So okay, I want to say for everyone that is listening that doesn't know exactly what Sabrina does, you are on uh, Extreme Makeover. I was on Extreme Makeover, Makeover HGTV Trading Spaces while you're out. Uh, and on ABC right now too, correct? Or no, that's not no longer happening. No longer happening. So I I was doing the ABC show, but then I got pregnant, so I couldn't travel anymore. So they wow. gave it to my best friend, another best friend of mine, Tanya. So she's hosting the show now. That's right. You're super close to Tanya too. Yeah. So okay. she loves you, by the way. Oh, she does. She I love is her. obsessed with you. I follow her too. So. You do? Okay. I feel like we have this little like we yeah. were on this shoot for like a week. We we had no idea what we were doing together. I know. I'm like, why are all these I still don't know what talented we were doing. <laughs> women together being flown to Atlanta oh my God. for some pilot, pilot. that never, never came whenever. into anything? But mm-hmm. we all got to know each other so well. And it was mm-hmm. amazing because we're like, oh my god, she's like a ridiculous was it organizer also? Or I do yeah, I do organization. And interiors. Yeah, and interiors. Yeah, I mean it's insane. And entertaining. Kind of like you guys, though. You yeah. do it all. No. Okay, I want to figure out how you got there. Yeah, so exactly. we're, go- okay. we're going, we're, we're going, Sorry, that's what my setup was trying to yeah. be like, who you are now yeah. and how you became what you are. So I got my HTV job on, I'll tell you the story. Wait. Wait. We're so not even there oh, yet. Okay, okay, good, let's good, go good. back we're to so the not even there. Okay. What did you do as a kid? Were you a sports kid? Were no. Were you a theater geek? Were you no. science? Were you no. studious? <laughs> no. Were you making your own clothes? I was super crafty. Okay. So my mom was a party planner and she was an interior designer growing up and I would be with her Every weekend, doing crafts, making little like those. Ba- you remember the uh, the boxes that were covered in in fabric with the yeah. gla- like those with the ribbon. Oh my gosh! We were always glue making gun in stuff. hand with yes. ribbon. Amazing. Ever since I was a kid, and super organized. Like I got all wow. the books in my house, and I made a pretend library, and I used to make my sister come and check stuff out. I love that. I, love <laughs> like, that. I had a lot of time on my hands. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh, how cool! So when you were like middle school, high school, what? How were you like socially? Were you super, popular? Were yeah. You, like, what was social life like? I was super, yeah, I would say I was popular, but I was friends with everyone. Very social, but also very dramatic. Like in high school, I was, <laughs> oh, they yeah. made me most talented. Oh. And I went to the principal's office. This is how dramatic I was. Wait. And I went to the principal's office and I was like, I can't accept this. <laughs> if it was like some amazing oh, award, he was like, what? 
And I was like, I don't feel like I'm most talented. He's like, get out of my office. I'm like, That's okay. <laughs> the best thing I've ever heard. That is amazing. I wish I got an award like that. That'd be I think I have a picture of it the, in Please, the yearbook. It's got to be talented. in the yearbook. Wait, yeah, what is I your, know. what is the, did the guy that won most talented, do you know His name's John Shaw. What's he doing now? I think he's an artist. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. See? Yeah. You earned that. <laughs> Your uh, students, your pupils knew they could see it in you. And I really wanted best hair. <laughs> you do have amazing hair. Wait, were you a cheerleader? No. No, so nothing None of that. in the sports related world. None of like that. You okay. Did you work when you were in like high school and stuff? Yeah, so my parents went through a really hard financial time when I was 14. So I actually had to get a special permit to work. So I worked at a modeling agency that was a total like crock. Rock. Like, like one of those where it's like, yes. come, give us Barbizon. Yes, it was like that, but whatever, they were paying me. Then I started working at Hot Dog on a Stick. Yes. So they were paying me good, six fifty an hour. I'll take it. I took it. I could see you in that little outfit. You probably it was were so, so cute. cute in a little hat. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so like what, in a mall, in New in Jersey? In a mall, in the Burbank Mall. Oh, in the Burbank Mall. Yes. So that's once you moved here? Yeah. Okay, so you was... moved here at what age? Junior high. Junior high. So uh, sixth, seventh, eighth, somewhere around there. So you're yeah, like, seventh, you're like seventh grade. Okay, so you're like 12. Yeah. Thir- no, well, so you No, were actually, I started high school when I was 13, so I was 11. Why? Oh, wow. I think my mom wanted to get me out of the house when I was little, so she was like, you're, you're going to start kindergarten. Go! Because when's your birthday? December. Oh, so oh, you so you're like, like later. Cusp, yeah. So, so, you were like, like, so you went earlier than you should have. Yeah. I don't think that was the right choice, but my mom's like, <laughs> you're yeah. fine. She's like, I'm sort of overpaying for childcare. <laughs> you turned out just fine. fine. Okay, so hot dog on a stick, that's what you're doing. So I've been working since I was 14. I've never not worked. That's and it. it just made me Because what did your parents do? You, you said what your mom, what, was, what did your dad My do? dad was a TV producer. Wow. So, really? Yeah. So he Wait, so that's t- kind of like perfect. You're a combination of your I mom know. and dad. That's I th- wild. I think that I did that on purpose. I'm sure I'm looking for both no, of them. No, but there. that is so funny how so many like people, like you always wonder how someone became who they are and it's like you have such a knack for it and it makes sense because you grew up around it. I know, but I never in a million years thought that I would be doing this. I thought I'd be doing TV work, like TV hosting work, but never designing on TV. Ever. But I think that's what's so interesting because nowadays, and we've talked about this in the past, whereas before it used to be just hosting and right. someone just had to kind of be the mediator or mm-hmm. just talking to the camera. And now it helps so much when you actually have a skill set right. that you're bringing to the table. Which, yeah. I mean, it's amazing, right? Like the shows have, your skill set has lent yourself to those shows so much. So I it know. makes sense. Knock on wood. Keep yeah, happening. It's, it's going to happen. It's keep happening. When you were growing up, what was there like a... Um, a strong faith. Did did religion play a part? In the I way went you to were Catholic school, but I, oh God, I I would oh tell me I would pretend did. that I had a stomach ache every time like it was time to go to the Bible study. So bad that I mean like pretend real like oh, my yeah. mom really like you believed felt me. It. So then I am all of a sudden at doctor's office and they're giving me an enema. <gasps> and I was like, wait, no, I was lying. I just no. Did you? Please. I swear, I was like, your bluff got called. Oh, and an so enema hard. as a child. I can you imagine? And I swear, I remember. I was like, no, I promise, mom. I just didn't want to go to Bible. Did you study. know what an enema was? No, okay, but, yeah, I, but when they're they sticking something, something, yeah, up your ass. Up your you're like, I'm pretty clear what's happening here. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I was like, you're gonna be fine. We gotta figure out what's wrong with you. I'm like, no. Oh my gosh. So other <laughs> other aspects of school. Of, of going to Catholic school didn't bother you. It was just the Bible study. Yeah, I was. I just never liked it. I don't know. Mm. I actually never liked school either. Yeah. Ever. I remember being in second grade and my teacher accusing me of plagiarism. And I swear, can you imagine? 
I was that happened six. To me too. And I was like, come on. Like, where am I getting? It was a poem that I wrote. He didn't believe that I actually wrote it. He actually called my mom what? in. And ever since then, I think I've just never liked school. He didn't believe you wrote it because it sounded familiar so or because I it remember sounded good. It, it's, well, I don't remember the whole poem, but I remember part of it was like, as the wind howls through the window pane, <laughs> which is so <laughs> stupid. But he was like, you're six. You didn't write that. But I'm, I did. Oh, wow. I know. I need to find where that yeah, jerk is now. Let's, let's shame him on social media. That's <laughs> what we do now, right? We just shame people. Did you go to college? I did, but I never finished. Okay, where'd you go to school? Where'd you start? So I started in community college, and then I went to UCLA Extension for design. But again, like, yeah. did not like it. Have you felt that you're, the reason that you didn't like school was because that wasn't the kind of environment that you learned best in, or you didn't like... Big group. Like, did you ever figure out what it was about school? I can't sit Why? still. Yeah. Like, I still can't go to the movies. I'm That's 42 years old, and I can't sit still for two hours, like, sitting there. That's just, interesting. Ugh. I just want to get up. You want to be doing. Doing. I'm a yeah, doer. A doer. So, has, were you always like that as a kid? Like, yes. you were just constantly going, going, going? Yes. Because I know, like, Orly, it's so interesting, because we've been doing these interviews where we, we interview each other, and, like, Orly just was a worker from the get-go. Whereas yeah. I feel like most kids, some kids will be like, I'm gonna go play and I'm gonna spend my summers doing this. So you were just constantly go, Doing go, go. something. I mean, I also, I, re- I took all of the pens in our house and drew a list, a list of what the pen was, the color, and then a line. Wow. Like what? Go outside. Yeah. But <laughs> like, what made you like that? Do you, I have no it, idea. Did you see your parents just with their work ethic? And No, I don't know. Interesting. That's really I mean, it's like nature versus nurture, right? Are they, were they, and are they still happily married? No, they are not happily married. Were they? They're, I mean, yeah, growing up, I don't remember any yeah. problems. It wasn't like you trying to organize your chaotic life. Like, no, it wasn't that. It was all. just a desire, a love that you had. It was just gone. When they broke up, it was done. And, and how old were you when they... 14. Oh, gosh, so all right around. Yeah. When you moved here. Yeah. Is that why you moved here? No, no. Okay. He moved away, and then, uh, you know, that's when I had to go back to work. But they actually got the divorce a day of the Northridge earthquake, and I was home <gasps> oh alone because my, my mom had to fly to to Florida for the divorce, and I was home alone. So where were you? What what did you do? Well, of course I had a bunch of people over because we were like I had a party. Oh my so it was God, a bunch of teenagers in a house on a hill in Burbank, <gasps> Northridge earthquake. Thank oh effing gosh. Lord that like all those parents didn't sue the crap out of your parents for being <laughs> like you know like putting all their kids in danger or something like they that would totally happen now. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, she has a job at Hot Dog Stick. I am suing her for that six fifty an hour. Your wages are mine, bitch. So was there like a, a fond memory of yours from your childhood that you're like, that was the best thing and that was like the worst you thing? You know that you're funny that you're asking me that? I was just talking to my sister about that the other day because my therapist asked me, what's like, give me a good childhood memory. And I'm like, I don't really remember yeah. a lot of things with my parents. I remember a lot of things with my sister, Interesting. which is weird. Yeah. Is that just because you didn't feel like, were they always working and you didn't relate to them? Or? No, I don't know. Interesting. I have no idea. But now you're close to your mom. Yeah, I'm close to both of them. It's interesting. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. So your favorite, like, just maybe hanging out with your sister? Just, like, camping with my sister. Being in the backyard with my sister. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It wasn't anything like, oh, I remember that's really nice, mom and dad. Yeah, it wasn't. And then when did boys come into the picture? Owen. Oh, I was in first grade. Oh, so cute. We need Owen. to find him too. Owen, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Owen. Owen. But um, I broke up with him because I thought he was going to try to kiss me at the school dance. I, I was oh. just going to ask you, was he your first kiss? Yeah, no, he wasn't. My first kiss was Zoltan. 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 Yeah. Okay, Mr. Z. Everything. <laughs> right. How old were you? Um, I was in, I was in eighth grade, going to ninth grade. So I was kind of old. Yeah, you waited. Yeah. 
Good for you, girlfriend. Thanks. <laughs> That's impressive. It so, all went downhill after that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did you, so you knew you didn't want to be in school, but like, did you always know you wanted to do something artsy or creative? I knew I always go? wanted to be on TV. You did? For sure. Like, I have video of me as a kid pretending to be on the Sabrina Soto show. I still I want to be on the Sabrina Soto show. Yes! That's what we talk about too. I want to be on the Sabrina Soto show. I want to be on the Sabrina Soto show too. Maybe we can all be on a show together. <laughs> I would love that. We tried that. I know. We tried, we tried that once. Yeah, and some, out. where was that? In Georgia Atlanta. somewhere? Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but when I, like, in, I was at meditation this morning, and for a minute I was, like, envisioning, like, visualizing, and I still visualize being in a studio yep. doing the Sabrina Soto show. Yep. So I have to make it happen. So you I have do. To make it happen. And you will. Putting it out there. Yeah. You will. I mean, you're killing her. You're a hustler. You are literally I am a the definition of a hustler. I am. You have your own like rug line out. I'm coming out with furniture next year. It's insane. I have a jewelry line coming out with 31 bits at the end of the year and also um, a necklace with St. Jude for their holiday catalog. It's amazing. Christmas. That's amazing. That's so amazing. Thanks. I want to I wanna hear. And my podcast. And the podcast. You yeah. guys have to listen to my podcast. It's fantastic. I listened this morning and it really does feel like you're sitting with you like at a little table just talking and you're like sharing information you're sharing your experiences sometimes crying sometimes crying hey listen <laughs> if anyone knows that it's me i'm the crier or at least in the crier in the group i cry all the I time i love a good cry i love a good cry um yeah it's fantastic everything will be in the show notes but and and i want to i want to like make sure that we get into i want to know what's the design process all that stuff but i want to know first what was your so we are out of college basically mm-hmm. right what was your first job that's in alignment with what you do today like what was that first step that first opportunity in this category i think it was helping uh, a real estate friend uh my mom's help stage houses so she kind of that's where i started the design and then i got into real estate but my first tv job was an mtv show called the big urban myth show um wait what did you do for them i was the host of the show but then it ended up going to series but host list but that was my first like real big wow. TV show. I thought I was gonna make it. Like, of mom, course. you lose my oh. number. I'm I'm huge. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how old even... were you at this point? I think 21. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's. I feel like all of us have that similar experience when you have dreams of entertainment and you get that first opportunity. Like, okay, so then that's. I mean, I it. guess that's the this that's where it. my story really kicks <laughs> off. Cool. Yeah. And like all of a sudden. You're like, wait, nothing's Nothing. gonna change. My whole life doesn't change. Are I actually me? think they paid me five hundred dollars, if that. And you're like, for a week of work. I'm good. Yeah, I got this. You got this. I'm, I'm moving out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was already out, by the way. But see, it's one of those interesting things because you're like, well, it's my calling. Someone mm-hmm. sought me out, yeah. and offered me this job. So obviously, this is where it belongs. And what right. was that show like? What was it? It was about like urban myths, like how Tupac's still alive. So I would go and investigate if Tupac, where Tupac was. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Oh my gosh. But my first then real big show was a dating story on TLC. So I, sh- I hosted 85 episodes of that. Yeah, back to back. And yeah. what was that audition process like? Like, how did that show come into your life? I I think I had an agent at the time. I remember that audition because I left there and I started crying because I thought I'd done so bad. And I was embarrassed. And I'm friends with the woman who ended up hiring me. And she told me to this day, like, I screwed up so bad, but I was so funny that they're like, it's fine. We'll just teach her how to host. I could see you. That's amazing, though. Yeah. Yeah. So they put me in, like, TV host boot camp and that was it. Did you feel like when you were doing those those classes that you were figuring out how to be you but better? Or did it feel like it was changing no, your it was a colossal waste of time. All that lady what? kept saying was like, pretend you're talking to my your friend. I'm like, shut up. You're not my friend. I don't even know who you yeah. are. Like, duh. But you know what I think that that shows? <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> what I think that that shows is more so that the person who was casting you 
actually believed in you because yes. I think that's the biggest thing. Yes. Right? Because I think it's all of those things, these opportunities come about because someone was like, you know what? You're super green, but I know we can teach you. You're going to be fine. You're a good person. I know you want to do this. Let's just make it happen, right? Yeah. So, like, whatever it takes to make that happen. But and you guys know, like, doing TV, it's like the first couple of shows Yeah, suck. they're always suck. But you, you have to, like, you know, you just yeah. get better by doing. Yeah. And that goes for anything. 100%. So You true. get better by doing. Such a good lesson. That's Not true. by going to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you were doing By the, the way, do not stop me. I don't believe in people going to school. Stay in school, folks. <laughs> I, I, I tend to follow along your... They know. I tend to follow along your line of thinking. When you were doing staging and real estate stuff, this was before. So this was around 20 and 21? Yeah, but I would do either TV work or design staging, staging or real estate. Like I was at, doing At the time, too. they weren't the same Never. story. Never. That's interesting. I would do one or the other. And yeah. did you think like... At the time, was that an, were there enough shows out there that you could see yourself taking your design stuff and being on TV, and that they would merge? It was not even in my like on my radar. What happened was I watched The Secret before The Secret was huge. So back before it was on Oprah, my girlfriend told me about it, and you could download it for four dollars and ninety five cents on the internet. So I'm watching it, and my then husband, because I'm divorced, came home, and I said, "I'm going to be on TV again." And we had just gotten married. I was making a lot of money on real estate. And he was like, why are you crazy? Like, we just got married. Why do you want to start auditioning? This is what, like 10 years ago? No, this is 15 years ago. Okay. Um, 2000, wait, let's see. It's, it was 2007. Okay, so, so 12 yeah, years 12 ago. years ago. Got it. So uh, he was like, he's like kind of telling me, like, you are making good money. You don't need to be doing that again. Yeah. And that night I fell asleep. The next morning I woke up. I couldn't sleep and I went on Craigslist and there was an ad out. They were looking for a designer who had TV experience. And Shut I was your like, face. Yeah, and that was my first HGTV show on Craigslist. And it, it was, was on HGTV. It was the next but you day. Know what's on so Mother Effing Craigslist. I have another friend that did Stop. something like that and it was amazing. It was like on, it was exactly that. It was either on Craigslist or what was the other one that we people used to go on for? Monster. Monster Track or one of those. And it was the same thing, but it was like when digital was happening. Yes. And the show ended up blowing up. But it's like one of those things you just, in the most unassuming places, that that would happen. And it was the next morning, wow. too. Wow. And that show was huge. Yeah. Which like, HGTV so show So that was, was Get It Sold. And that was supposed to be like a filler show. They didn't even think it was going to do well. And it ended up becoming one of the top five shows. Wow. So when you see this post and it says, looking for interior designers with TV experience, contact. It didn't say yeah. HGTV. It just like had Just put it out there. Yep. So you contact them. And I kept going about my day. I started working out to prep myself to be back on TV. So I would tell myself, like, I need to get back on like yeah, TV, yeah. camera ready. Even though I had no agent, nothing. How did this affect, did this bother your husband at the time? We're divorced. Uh, right. So, but <laughs> yeah. was that the impetus for, like, what do you think? No, because the show took me to Washington, D.C. So, and he didn't want to move. So we would see each other once, maybe twice a month. And, and this is when the show, like in the beginning, the show's like doing a pilot thing, so you might you don't know what's happening. Right, they're like, and you might be here now. for six months. Right. I was there for five years. But like our, excuse me, our relationship just started falling apart. Right. Because I would come home, and I'd feel almost out of touch. And by the time I warmed up to being with him again, yeah. I'd leave. So it's, it was just... You forget how much like time away actually creates problems. That's why I don't know how people do long like, long distance relationships. It's interesting. Yeah. But wait, can I, I, I think that that's so interesting. That's a point you bring up because... I feel like I've been with my husband for so long, since I was so young, and so have you, Orly. Mm -hmm. But like, I always wonder now, I've operated with such a mentality of like, us first, and then work, yeah. and we will somehow make it work, but do you feel like, were you, 
do you think that that was something that you were like, this is a dream of mine that I've wanted to happen. So I don't care if yes. my marriage suffers. I'm gonna, you did. Unfortunately. Like, but because I, when I, my parents' relationship fell apart, I saw my mom crumble mm. and we became dirt poor in, the, in a matter of weeks. And I remember always saying like, yes, I obviously I want to be a great wife, but I have to support myself. And unfortunately, if you're not going to support me, then I have to make a decision. And I'm glad I did. You I had to be living in suburbia. You, not that anything's wrong with that. No, but you had an example from your own childhood, from your own family presented to you of what happens when you don't put you first. Right. And, and also, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with the fact that when you shared a dream, you didn't get, fuck, yes, let's do this right. thing. It I got your back. Yeah. You got, no, 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 no. You're making You're money. Yeah. Sit, and it is sort of keep you, you know, I don't know him at all to know if this was the thing, but it's a little bit of like kind of keep you small where I, I know I can, I can control keep this a little boss, better right. as opposed to something else. He's a great guy, by the way, remarried now with a beautiful son. Like I'm so happy for him. Yeah. It just wasn't my, he wasn't my person. Yeah. But the yeah. problem is too that I'm starting to realize in all of my therapy is that I have become too independent that it's really hard for a man to like come, come into your life and yeah, just kind of be I don't a partner. Need, you don't, I don't need, need a partner. Any, I don't need anyone. And I need to start like softening up that way. It's interesting though because it's it's like mm. such a great lesson to learn I think at a young age because I would say I'm on the opposite. Like my parents have a great marriage and they never, I didn't have an example that showed me what it was like without that. And they both also worked together so it was like a different feeling. But I, I think that that's such an interesting takeaway that that is what has made you so independent which I think is great. Now you just have to learn how to soften up a little bit. Yeah. Maybe let that person in your life. But as far as getting to where you are right now, all of that, because I, I mean, again, the way you hustle is amazing. Thanks. Like your work ethic is on a different level. Yeah. And so you have, that had to come from somewhere. And that's where it's like, you think about digging people, right? Like remember when we were thinking about having you on the show, it's like, but Sabrina has like 6,000 things going yeah, on. Is and she you're a single be? mother. It's yeah. insane. I know. I know I'm really tired. So, <laughs> you don't look at it. Like, I have to soften up. I mean, like the first date that I went on, on the first date, I asked him what his credit score was. Like that was what was yeah, important to me. Yeah, that's not <laughs> probably the sweetest. Okay. That's not like boner inducing. <laughs> that's not, you know, three minute challenge. No. <laughs> so we have this thing on the podcast called the three minute challenge because Brandy talks about, which is always very surprising when Brandy talks yeah. about things like blowjobs. I can't imagine. Hilarious. But she's talking about how she sometimes just likes to, to give him a blowjob because then it's like, it's like, you know, two minutes, they're like, they're done. But what and, about her? Well, it's just saying like, she doesn't necessarily need anything. She wants to get back to her work, but she wants like, she's, she's like, no, 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 I don't have to get sweaty. I don't become a mess. And so we were joking. I was saying, I would do that if it my is. husband didn't take fucking forever. So he and I <laughs> were joking and he listened to the podcast. Oh boy. And he goes, all right, all right. I got an idea. I got an idea. What about we do a little like three minute challenge? I get three minutes and and I think I can I can do it in three and minutes. If I can't, so when then he, we're done. randomly when he wants a BJ, he goes three, three minutes. Minute challenge. Did, has challenge. have you done it yet? Yeah, because and he'll he'll finish. Did it, it work? It totally. Oh works. wow! He knows there's works. a timeline. Like, I'm not here for the freaking like move. Is it like, like a timer on your iPhone? I literally look at the clock and I go, it's twelve oh one. Okay, get it going. Or Let's don't. do this, Brosif. Okay, oh, I love it. Awesome. So, so that's the three-minute challenge. I love it. Uh, conversation. I love it. It's, it's a good one that yeah. somehow pops up every single podcast. It always <laughs> seems to, yeah. So, okay, so you're in Washington. You're working HD. You're, like, living life. Yeah. And your marriage then... Crumbles. Crumbles. Yes. And now where are you? What? Where are we age-wise, and what year is this? I think I was 31. Okay. And um, I stayed in D.C. for five years, 
And then I met Olivia's dad there in D.C. He was actually the sound guy on my show. Wow. So you guys met on the set. So yeah. it kind of made sense because it, you were you knew that that's what you wanted to do. Yes. And, it and then he was himself. with me every single day for the next like seven years working with me. So what was that relationship like? Oh my God. He's like the complete opposite of me. Like super quiet, really nice. <laughs> Not that I'm that nice, but just like super thoughtful, just a soft being. And yeah. I'm like a... I come in like yeah. a bull in a china closet. We guys you, probably balanced each other yeah, well. Yeah, very much yin and yang. Yeah. Very much. I do love that about you. When I first met you, you do come in very strong. But yes. I mean, it's good strong. It's like, you're like, what? Yeah. What do you need? You have like that, you're totally a cute New, or- New Yorker Cuban. You're a Cuban totally. New Yorker. Totally. I'm very blunt. Living in California. Yes. Yeah, you're just great. like, what is that? Why is this happening? I don't like it. I don't Get like to waste time. Yeah. I don't need the hello, how are you? Who cares? What yeah. do you need? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until you get to know you and then you're like that soft, soft yeah. person. Yes. And then you're like that, you know, and I feel like it's so funny because I keep talking about Trish, but like she totally brings that out in you. Yeah. Because Orly, if you were yeah. to meet her, it's literally like someone that you just wouldn't imagine being best friends with. You're all of a sudden like yeah, got the closest of people. You Another know, so. it. But, yeah. but Olivia has also softened me up a lot. And Olivia can introduce who Olivia is. Olivia's my daughter. She's three and a half going on 30 she really is um but being a mom has really softened me up I mean I was way worse before she came around so when you guys were on set you guys how long were you dating before Olivia came into the picture oh a while uh no eight years but I when we started dating I remember telling him I'm going to have your child and I never wanted kids before really yeah Yeah. like I used to tell my ex-husband we're not having kids. what was it about him that changed your mind I don't know but I remember where we were standing and I remember saying I'm going to have your child what? Wait, yeah. and with your ex-husband, was that ever like a, did he, was that like a game changer? I wish you guys we could see the face so you just young. Young. <laughs> No, it was we like a so home. young. It was fun. We, I don't think he wanted kids back then. But do you know, Olivia's dad and I only tried once. Whoa. Wow. We only tried once to get pregnant and that was it. So there you go. What so was, was meant What be. was dating like, like with him like what were what did you guys do what was your life like when you were living there and, you and were working doing together yeah, yeah like you know what I mean like what was the courtship and the relationship like before the, kids the and problem before- was there wasn't really a courtship because we worked together and we were friends first yeah so I missed that and that's what I was you know unfortunately he and I broke up last year but I'm I would, was looking forward to being courted because yeah. I haven't dated first in 15 years and I haven't really been courted in 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Because you guys just went from like working and seeing each other and kind of like, oh, he's cool. Oh, she's cool. And then, then the banter and right. the playfulness. And we like, you guys like go out after work and like, let's grab a drink and like that kind of thing. Kind of. But we played house like too quickly. Yeah. Like, let's just go to the house and cook. Was, and all of a sudden it was like, wait, what happened to dating? Was there a reason why you guys didn't get married? Or was that more just something that you were like, I've done this before. Let's just be partners. In the beginning, he really wanted to get married. And I said, I just got out of the divorce and I was like I'm, I don't need to get married again so it was like years of me saying that and then I flipped and I wanted to get married and he was like what happened to that it's just a piece of paper and mm. it just never happened it never happened and but we were together for 10 years that's a long time it is a lo- it's a decade <laughs> it is a long time how did you find out you were pregnant I was shooting and my cameraman Andy told me I looked a little pudgy freaking Andy <laughs> and no he didn't did yeah he, he did he was like, you're looking a little swollen. And uh, Damn. I know. So the next morning I woke up and of course I went and got all this low carb, low calorie food. Oh. And I was, and I was like, you know what? I'll take a pregnancy test too. Cause we did try. And I took the pregnancy test before I even unloaded unlo- the groceries and Steve was still sleeping. 
And I ran upstairs and I'm like, oh, look at this. And I was like, and I gave him the pregnancy test. And he just looked down and he was like, wait, you just peed on this? I'm like, you're, like, you're not so not the opposite. <laughs> this is not the movie magic like moment that no. you're supposed to grab me, twirl yeah. me around. No, that didn't happen. You're like, you're talking about my urine? So he was, he was shocked. And so was I. We only tried once. It doesn't happen like that. No. No. It doesn't mean that it does, you know? Yep. But it and didn't, it's magic. not even like I was timing it either. Yeah. Like I had no idea. And apparently yeah. there's like a small window. The smallest window. So when you actually find out, you're like, man, I've been being careful for so long <laughs> I and I could barely have gotten pregnant that whole time. <laughs> yeah. So did have, when that happened and you finally realized like, okay, I'm pregnant and this is happening, was it, did it become complicated with work? Like, was it something harder than to digest that you guys were working together, living together, starting this family together? How did that all? No, everything was just fine. I, pregnancy was super easy for me. And work was okay with it and all yeah, that Yeah, just, I was like just growing. Yeah. But you, you felt know, good. I felt great. Yeah. I mean, super emotional. You know that. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Lots of crying for no reason. Why are you picking yes. the green curtain? <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. A lot of things happen. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it was fine. I didn't feel nauseous. And you were working through the pregnancy? For or the you... most part. But I did I did kind of stop for a while. And then I stopped after until Olivia was like three months old. And I started working again. And Steve was still working at the time. Yeah. He was still sounding on the show. He was doing other stuff, okay. other shows. And then were you guys still in D.C. at this time? No, we were here in L.A. Okay. Oh, sorry. This show was now in L.A. Yeah, I was doing work like here and there in Got L.A. It. Got it. But not like a series. Just like one-offs here and there. Do you think you would have more kids? I think about that, and I'm open to it if it's the right situation, but I also know how hard it is just with Olivia alone, doing it by myself, and I, I just I couldn't imagine two people relying on me yeah. right now. Yeah. So it would have to be like a good soft, like, situation where the health, it was a very healthy relationship, healthy fa- family dynamics, yeah. and then I'd be open to it. But I'm kind of like getting to that point that... I'm going to have to shit or get off the pot. You'd have to make a decision, you mean age-wise? Yeah. Just with having, yeah. 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 With a, well, you know, I think what's interesting too is because like me, Orly, and Brandy, we all have partners, right, that we, we share our responsibilities with. Hug them when you get home tonight, No, I know, but you know, it's really interesting. I love having you on here because you are a phenomenal woman, like in everything you do, you provide you care for your daughter and you work your butt off Thank you. doing so and you do it with such class and grace what would you say is the biggest input and advice to other single moms that are going out there and hustling their what way through? Orly and I were talking about earlier mm-hmm. just being so hard on myself <clears throat> there are days that I don't because we are free we're all sort of freelancers of course, yeah. so it's up to me to motivate myself and there are days if I'm going through it I just don't feel like doing it and it I I really been so hard on myself that just lately for instance my podcast I was doing it every week and it's a lot because I'm doing it by myself and last week I was I was really forcing myself to think of something to talk about and finally I just let it go you know what I'm not going to put out a podcast this week and that's okay so just being a little bit more kind to yourself and knowing that you know it's okay if not everything gets done I think that is probably the best advice I mean we talk about all the time how especially being moms and in sort of the public life, right? We put our lives out there on social media all the time and what we do. It's so hard to constantly think like, I need to do more, I need to do more. I have to have more content. I gotta have this and I gotta have this. And it's okay to step back and take a breather and take care of yourself. That's right. Yeah. The same thing with social. I was posting every single day because that's also how we make money with brands. And I just was forcing it. 
So I'm just not forcing anything anymore. When I get to it, I'll get to it. And everything's yeah. going to be okay. And I think it's really powerful to try to take the time to really figure out, and this is what we were talking about, like, again, right before we started, but, like, what is really, like, your, as it pertains to work, not as it pertains to your daughter and your, your family and your love life and relationships, but as it pertains to work, like, what is really your purpose in work? And what is the, what are the things that are really aligning with that? Because I just have found that the clearer I get on those things, the work is easier, literally, it comes easier. The opportunities are easier. The work itself is easier. And the busyness of like, I gotta da 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 uh-huh. It goes away because it's so clear when that one's not right and that one's not right. And, and you can just say goodbye to those things that aren't fulfilling you in, in one way or another. What would you say your purpose is for work? So for me, I have like three words that in my mind, if I'm not doing one of the three things, it's, it's, it's a waste of my time. So I want to be entertaining, inspiring, and educating. For me, it's those three things. I want the work that I'm doing, if it's DIY, that it is inspiring people to get, on, get in there and make something, if they're learning something. I want it to be funny. I want it to be entertaining. I want them to have a laugh and feel better when they walk away. Like to me, whether it's the podcast or the YouTube show or the segments I do on Home and Family or the show that I want to create in the future, like it's those things. And if it doesn't, Like even as working with brands, I've been starting to say no to 90% of the emails I'm getting because if they're not willing to pay enough that I can produce a piece of content that's entertaining. In fact, I I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to do an Instagram story with a Tide Pod. Right. That's not like, so now I'm like, oh, that's easy. That's easy. No, thank you. Yeah. It's going to cost this to produce that kind of thing. And if you can't, but that's brand new, like literally a month old. Yes. But I cannot tell you the... The weight that you feel lifted. Like the biggest deep breath all the time now. Yeah. It's the craziest freaking thing. It happened, but it was when, as soon as I got super, super clear about what what mattered to me. Like, have you, do you know for yourself as it pertains to career, like your purpose? If you had the Sabrina Soto show, what is It would that be the show? same thing. What's what happening Mine is show? like being humorous, but also inspiring and yeah. being transparent. Yes. Being transparent to me yes. is super key, especially this time in my life. And You're so good with, with the, that. Well, I well, I'm I'm an open book because I'm not ashamed. I should be ashamed of some things, but no, I'm no. I'm not because I I feel like other people we all are putting up this front in social media, and I still post beautiful pictures in social media because I like that sort of magazine feed. Mm-hmm. But I also share my truth of all this. T- you know, trials and tribulations that I've been through in the last year. Yeah. And it's inspiring other people to live in their truth too. Yes. Because if we're all going to just pretend, it's a waste of time. And it only puts pressure on everybody to pretend to be perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. No one's. No one. So true. It is, I mean, it's so true. And you I don't know, your life looks pretty perfect. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, I she's mean, a freaking disaster. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am. Oh man, I don't know but what she gets through the day. What's... Like, so with, when you do put that in context now with Olivia, so yeah. career-wise, that's what you see your show. Like, what do you think about Olivia and like, what does motherhood mean to you with her? Just being, empowering her to be independent, strong, fearless, which she is, and being kind. But I also now live my life. I, I ask myself, if this was Olivia's life, would, would I be okay with it? And sometimes it's your life. Yes. Oh, wow. So I, I start thinking, like, if Olivia was acting like this or if Olivia was making these choices, would I be okay with it? If it's ever no, then it really, like, wakes me up. That's a great bar. That's a good bar. To yeah. That That's, like, the thing. We did something a couple episodes ago where we were talking about the realization when you talk about what you hope for your kids, right? And it's so simple. It's like, I want them to be happy. I want them to be fulfilled and have good relationships and 
you know, provide something to the, whatever. It's like these clear things. Yet we don't hold those as the only things that matter to us. All the other bullshit matters to us. And so Brandy had this great idea of like, write a letter of all the things that you hope for your daughter, all the things you hope her life will be like, and then scratch out her name and write your own and reread it. And it's such a powerful thing. I think that is the most perfect way of looking through her eyes. Like if you were watching her living your life, I think that is such fantastic advice. Yeah. Well, because I, I've oh, been. Oh my going god, I love that. Yeah. Through such a, so. She's like, I'm like, I'm writing. I, I'm literally love what writing I just it down. Said. No, what she I'm said. Kidding, what I'm she kidding. said. I love you guys so much. I'm, li- I'm like literally writing it as we speak. No, yeah. it is true. That is very. That's a really good point. What were you gonna say? You were gonna say that just. Oh, and and also, yeah. There have there have been things of me like it, when dealing with the hard times that I, I think I talked about this on the podcast. Like I started drinking wine like glasses of wine after I would put her to bed and I started realizing it was like my pal mm-hmm. and I stopped I like one morning stopped I'm like what am I doing because and it sounds so crazy but it was almost like my friend like because yeah. I was so lonely I would yeah. put her to sleep and I'd be like oh I'm gonna unwind and do laundry and, you get and drink yeah. wine and then it became like this really that doesn't sound crazy at all like it doesn't habit. sound crazy but I, it doesn't sound crazy but then I was like if Olivia was doing this when yeah. she's older would I be like hey girl Check yourself. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do that. They actually say there's there's a study, and I have to find it, but there's a study about like how doctors are actually calling it like a stay-at-home, I mean, they call it the stay-at-home mom syndrome thing, mm-hmm. but it's about how more moms are actually doing play dates and like, mm-hmm. you know, nighttime, bedtime routine, and they're incorporating way too much alcohol. Yes. They're have, it's like yeah. an actual it's addiction. It's a crush. But with that... Do you, how do you find time to do everything you do? Because like, I mean, you come home, you, you know, the alcohol was there, whatever, you have a glass of wine. <laughs> How do you do everything else? I don't know. Um, I am, I, I, I talked about this a few weeks ago in the podcast too. There are days that I'm like, if there was a GoPro on my head, nobody would believe I got this much done. Yeah. But then there are other days that I just, I do self-care and I'll meditate and I'll do a massage and I'll put everything aside. Um, but I just try to balance it all. I, I am very fast at the way, I'm very efficient and I'm very yeah. resourceful. I see some people doing the same things that I do and it takes way, way longer. Like, way. I have a friend, I watched them make lunch for their kid and I wanted to like crawl out of my You're skin. You're like, come on, <laughs> yeah. It takes, takes so two long. minutes to do this, people. Like, what in God's That's name? That's how I think of some of my single friends without kids. I'm like, what are you doing? What guys? are you doing? Like, if someone wants to do a YouTube tutorial, I'm like, it does not take six hours to put makeup on. It yeah. takes five minutes. Let's yeah. do it real time. Right now. Go. That's right now. <laughs> Wait, can I say one thing? One thing I admire about you a lot is you have a ridiculous, not only work ethic, but also like you're, you're so um, regimented with your diet. Yes, I am. I've been plant-based now for three and a half years. It's crazy. And I don't ever cheat. How did that start? It what was prompted that? A, a challenge from my manager. He was like, let's do this for 30 days. Get out. And I felt so much better. I've lost 14 pounds. Yeah, you, you look are. incredible. But I, you don't even know how much I eat. It's insane. And I eat bread and pasta and yeah. pizza and ice creams. I mean, I get to eat everything I've been missing out yeah. on. And I just feel great. I feel so different. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Is the energy, especially when you are juggling, like you're saying, needing to be the self-starter and the motivator in yourself, needing to have that energy for your daughter, needing to all that stuff, the mental energy for a creative job. Like you need to be on it. Yes. You can't be sluggish. No. I have a lot of energy and I just feel like I I look What's your tip for doing that when you're on the road or traveling or on a project? Because I feel like that's the hardest thing. On the road's hard. 
But weirdly now, like Burger King, Everything Taco Bell, has everybody has a vegan based. option now. Yeah. So for fast food. But like avocado, I sometimes when I'm on the road for like shooting, I'll bring a toaster with me so I make avocado toast. I remember you brought I was with you, I had a toaster. You're she right. I had a toaster in her. And then I, I brought it to set. I had a toaster. Like, Girl, the toaster. And she's like, good thing I brought my damn toaster. She's like, I know how to party. Hey, I brought with me a toaster. I, I made you an avocado, avocado toast tonight. And I used it. I used it and I was like, I will Genius. be plant-based. I will be plant But I mean, listen, you look incredible. You've always Thank looked you. incredible since I've known you. I'm sure I mean you always have, but I'm I'm always in awe of that because you are on the go constantly. And you know, I mean, for me, I always think like plant-based means you have to be in your kitchen kind of no. meal prepping. I mean, all think the time. about it, fruits and vegetables. They're already oh, no. in their own packaging, just put it in your yeah. reverse. Do you, have, um, do you have, aside from avocado toast, do you have like a go-to recipe like when you're entertaining that like someone could try for dinner tonight? I have a great paella, like a, a chickpea paella that I make that is incredible. It really tastes so good. Is it a simple enough recipe that you could walk it through? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's oh, from is a there... cookbook called uh, Vegan for Two. Vegan for Two. I believe that's what it's called. Just if I can find it, I can link it. Um, it's great. That it really amazing. is a great paella. Mm. I have a question about motherhood a little bit yeah are there any non-negotiables you have with olivia as far as like not like um not like personality traits but like character traits that you you will not have a child that x y and z you will absolutely be that like those are non-negotiables i don't care about this this and this but we're not effing around when it comes to these are there things like that for you that are like sharing sharing yeah being mean things like that it's just it's not happening at all but I have this conversation with my friends a lot like nature versus nurture Olivia is super fearless and really independent I don't know if she just was like that or mm-hmm. I had like a part to play in that I don't Ooh, know sure, it's sure. a little bit of both but yeah. she she is super social when we go to the park she'll she doesn't even need me to be next to her she'll go mm-hmm. introduce her to like herself to the kids and I love that I was eating with her out the other night and there were these two girls that were playing with these dolls and she said can I go play with them and I was like, great. And she said, hi, my name's Olivia. Can I play with your dolls? And the guy who was sitting next to her was like, how old is she? Like that she's so personable. Pers- and I love that about her. So I just You want know her that that's kind. a big product of you. And I hope I, so. I have to imagine that it is. She it probably is. sees what a badass you are. And well, like- and I entertain a lot because I, it's hard for me to go out mm-hmm. with her. So there's constantly people at my house like playing with her. We have food. And it's always like a full group yeah. of people. So she has a lot of aunts and uncles. I love that. So because you do entertain at home a lot and you have Olivia at home with you, how would you say you meet people? Like how are you going to date? So so dating and what's that like right now for you in your life? It's not. It's non-existent? <laughs> no. It's non-existent. And so. is that something that you put in your list of like, would I want this for Olivia? No, I know. I have to. I, I know I have to get better at like putting myself out there and going out. It's just that she doesn't give an F what time I go to sleep. She still wakes up at 5.30 sometimes. So it's like, God, do I want to be out? No, I get it. Um, But I am going on a trip next week. Mm. I'm taking a trip to France, the south of France, and Spain by myself. (gasps) Without Olivia? Without Olivia. What? So I feel like How long are you gone for? 10 days. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Wait, oh my god, how did you so how did excited this come about? Because my cousin's you... getting married. Okay. Um, so I'm just saying So that then I... is mom and sister going too? My or... mom and sister, so she's gonna be with her dad. 
uh, and some of my friends and nanny for 10 days, but I have never traveled internationally by myself. Wow. And I'm so Talk excited. about a liberating experience. I think it's going to be like my eat, pray, love moment. You yes. have to like write the yeah. shit out of that trip. Just like gotta, journal and like write and like be that person. You got to do a podcast while you're out there too. Oh my God. I, well, how would I? I, I don't even know, teach but whatever. Yeah, figure you it out. Do it on yeah, you can awesome. record it on your phone. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, I'm so scared and so excited at the same time. Does she get it? Have you been like prepping her? Like, mom's gonna be gone for a little bit. Yeah, she doesn't understand why she's not going. She's like, I want to go to France. I'm like, no. She's like, I would do great in Paris. <laughs> she has been wanting Have to go to Paris me? for weeks. I don't know <laughs> yeah, even where she got that. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna need some mom advice on how to get through those ten. Okay, days so let's say you go to Paris and it's like, oh my god, I'm amazing, and you meet a fabulous man. Like, is there a non-negotiable with bringing someone around to Olivia? I don't think I would introduce Olivia to somebody like yep. for at least six months. Got it. Yeah, for sure. But I'm also, like, you don't understand. I, like, my dating, I've, I dated a lot in my 20s, but it's been so long. Like, I've never even had a one-night stand in my life. Ever. <gasps> never. Never. Not enough for the two of us. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. For another show. I love it. And I then I just, like, who's, I don't know. It's a self-negative talk. Like, I, who's going to want to date somebody who has a kid and this and that. But Tons of people. I know. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But I do think that that brings up a great point for all the single moms that are out there. I mean, I hear it enough from my single friends who don't have kids that are like how difficult it is to mm-hmm. date, you know, and how hard it is to find other people that are compatible to them. Like, I just don't know if I'm ever going to find someone. Like, what do you think is your biggest fear about being a single mom when it comes to finding that partner? I don't, I mean, I've had really good luck when I do meet someone because I think, because I am so transparent. But yeah, I mean, it, I worry about where I'm going to find somebody. Not necessarily like when, but where. he's Unless he's the UPS But guy. Olivia is also three and a half, so I forget that like when you guys start school and stuff, that might yeah, be, gonna be a lot interesting. Of, yeah. But that's like a year from now. <laughs> I'm going to need a hug between now and then. <laughs> you, you can You're hug all sorts of people and, yeah. during the hug next a year. Lot and you know what? It <laughs> might be an interesting like exercise to hug a ton of people and figure <laughs> out what about each of them you like, like them. you could you would take with you if you could put it together and just to get to, again like super clear in your mind on like what does he cuz he's out there right like what does he look and feel like what's his vibe and it's almost like frankensteining it like grabbing all these different things and putting it together yeah. and starting to build out this very clear so it's like you'll know it when you see it you know yeah i wrote a list of the other day of everything i'm looking for yes I think that's and so high powerful. credit score was on that list. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe not the first question on the date, you know? So I have the boner blocker. I have another a boner blocker. I love that. I have another question for you because a lot of women that listen to this podcast are always asking, like, how did you guys start doing what you're doing? How are you, you know, finding success in it? And for me, I want to ask you personally, because you are the sole provider in your family, and mm-hmm. you had mentioned it, like we're all pretty much freelance, right? So it's like it comes and goes and you don't know if it's going to be really great for how long and not. Has there ever been a time where you think like, if I wasn't doing this, I would go and do that? Like, do you think real estate Like a plan B? Yeah, or even like, you know, it's exhausting. You have to motivate yourself. You have to make sure that you're up making this, you know, money and hustling. Would you, and it's all been amazing for you, right? But is there ever a time where you're like, it would be nice to just kick back and be like, I'm going in somewhere nine to five. No, No. I would never do that. Because I've done that before and I was miserable. I remember being in my 20s and being in this nine to five job and I was the line of Baja Fresh. I'll never forget this. Mm -hmm. And I remember being in line. I'm like, I don't belong here. 
I don't belong to have a lunch break. That's not my yeah. destiny. Yeah. Like I want to have my own business. It's so similar to the way that you just did not jive in school. Just the structure that someone else puts on you, like it's function within okay this me. little box. Yeah. We're going to give you a box. Yeah. You can bounce around inside of it, but don't leave the box. Like, yeah. It just is not your thing. It's not my thing. And God bless anybody who that, that's okay being yeah. your thing. It's just No, but I think that's thing. interesting that you say that because I'm sure there are moms that are out there because there are moms that are completely stable in terms of they have the financial um, security to go out and do it and they're still scared. They're yeah. like, I don't want it. I'm scared. How do I step out of my comfort zone and actually try to do something in the creative space that I'm really passionate about? And so I find it so admirable that this is all on you and you make stuff happen day in, day out. Yeah. I, you know, I can tell you this. The motivation really comes with the what I was talking about earlier, like the visual, visual. Oh my god, <laughs> visualizing. Yes, it's not, it's not an easy word. Um, that has changed my life. It's when I get unmotivated and I stop doing that is when things sort of fall off mm -hmm. the track. But when I'm really good and I do that five minutes every morning and I meditate, my life completely changes. I'll give you just a stupid example. Uh, I had to make my money for SAG to have insurance for 2020. Yes. And I was so freaking out about it. Like, and I was supposed to get this job that was going to pay me enough to make my earnings and I didn't get the job. And my friend was like, well, you should probably start calling insurance agents to get quotes for next year. And I said, no, because then I'm telling the universe that I don't believe that they're going to bring it. And I, every morning I did that five minutes of the job was coming. Within days, I got a job, a SAG job, the exact amount of money that I needed You're for 2020. Kidding. Yes. We, it's changed my life. Really. I, I, I believe you. I mean, on a personal note, my husband started doing that and he was saying that he went to go talk to someone just because he just feels so overwhelmed with work and life and everything. And the way that I think it was kind of articulated was so interesting. And to me, who's someone that's not very spiritually connected, I found it so powerful, which he was like, it's almost like waking, if the minute you wake up and you start looking at your phone, you're almost like going into battle without your armor. Right. And I was like, that's so smart. Yeah. Such a smart way of saying it. He's like, if you do take that five minutes, mm -hmm. even five minutes, and just kind of collect yourself yeah. and what you're doing, it's like you are ready for And you owe it to yourself. Yeah. You're what, worth it. What does your meditation look like? Do you use an app? Do you just do it yourself? So sometimes I use an app, but I went to the Center for Transcendental Meditation yeah. in Encino. So I learned how to do Transcendental Meditation. Got it. So, so you can just run it through yourself. I run it through myself or if I am kind of don't feel the motivation, which is weird because you don't need motivation to uh, meditate, but I'll do the app if I'm sort of in a hurry. Which app do you prefer? Calm. calm. Yeah. But I Transcendental for me is way more powerful. Does Olivia meditate with you? I have her started doing That's the great. calm in the calm app they have. I think it's so win. cool. My husband makes my kids do it, and I was like, they're they're not gonna do it. They're so little, and they, she does it. They love it. Yeah, and then I go to the den in Studio City too. I was there this morning. Crying. Ooh, what's the den? Yeah, you don't know about the den? Like, oh my god, the I den. don't. What's the the den, den is a meditation studio in Studio City, right next to Shape House. Do you know where that yes. is? Oh yeah, it's right next door. Wow. I went to a breathwork class. Oh my gosh, I was bawling. The lady next to me was bawling so hard that I actually, after class, gave her a hug because oh I was like, girl, gosh. whatever you're going through, you're going to be okay. I did, uh, I had, a, I mean, not a meditation thing, but I, I suppose it's similar. I was doing this thing, um, and in the like course of it, there's like these sort of like, hypnosis tapes that you will get that you have to like walk through. And the first one that I did, I, I was in Blake's room because I was like, it was like, be somewhere that you can kind of like, it was like bright, everyone in the house, I can kind of like close the door in Blake's room. They were at school. And so I'm like, in lit hysterically crying yeah. on her bed, soaking her pillowcase with my tears, going through this like hypnosis. And it, but it was honestly like, it was the beginning of what I was saying. This like last month has just completely changed my life. Like it was the beginning of this thing of like, 
I think it was the release of realizing like, like I was seeing things differently and yeah. something about that. There was this part where it says like, notice like any tension like in your body through the week. Notice any like emotions or difficulties that you've been carrying. And there had just been just discontent over career stuff, feeling really frustrated, feeling really stuck. And so there was all this stuff. So she's like, just collect them like, she calls it like, like particles in your heart. Like just collect them. And then she's literally said, imagine a vacuum at the base of your foot, just pulling it out. And I am telling you, I went, <gasps> like it was audible. And I started hysterically crying. Like, I mean, wow. what is this program? Yeah, so it's this, that? I really want to have her on the podcast. I'm completely obsessed with her. It's this girl, Lacey Phillips. Okay. It's, she has a podcast called Expanded, but it is about mad. It's about uh, manifestation. But I was saying, I almost feel like it's such a, not the right word, although this is the right group of girls to talk about it with. But it's about when you figure out what it is that you want, the the only thing you have to do is raise your self-worth. In the vibration. To be at the same Anybody place. listening to this, please yes. listen to that. It is so true. It's not some woo-woo no. BS. No. I promise you, whatever you mm-hmm. want, if you want it, it's capable of coming into your life. You have you to know you are to... worthy of it. Yes. Because we were saying, like, there's the difference between what we say and what our subconscious, which really is our thoughts, what it really thinks. And so you could be saying, I deserve that job, I deserve that career, I deserve that man, I deserve, I deserve all that stuff, I can get that, that can be me. But if there is something in there that is preventing you from really, really thinking it and really believing it, it's not, it's not coming to you. So it is raising it. I saw this this morning and texted it to my friend last night. Um, I need to get there. Oh, I forwarded it. Okay. I'll find it real quick, yeah, I'm good. Um, it was this thing, where is it, Kate? Uh, shoot. Well, I think I need to get on can... the I need to get on the meditation bad one. It's too. been it's been fascinating. I'll text you the thing. My husband makes me try with him. He's like, do it with me like at night, and I haven't gotten into it just yet. But I I mean I see I literally see how like the good that it does. Yeah. You know, and I hear it from you guys from yep. him, and it's amazing. I I just need to get on it. I don't know why. It's like just try the app too. I know. I'm going to. I'm going I to. I think there's like a seven day free trial. Um. Okay. So. <laughs> So this is, we're going to get to a little fire round too, where it's like lightning round, where mm. we just kind of ask you questions oh and everything. Boy. But I want to just end on the actual interview with anything that you want people to like, that are listening to take something away from that we haven't addressed or talked about a little bit. That everything is temporary. You know, mm. if you're going through a hard time, I know it feels like you're going to live there forever. I've been there, but everything is temporary and you and like, you can get through whatever hardships you're going through. I know, because I've been through a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <sighs> um, all right, and then one last thing: if you weren't doing what you're doing right now, I know we kind of touched on it, but if you weren't and you had a choice of doing anything else, what would it be? I'd probably be a makeup artist because oh. I love makeup so much. I love. Oh my god, you guys are so connected. <laughs> <laughs> so connected. I love makeup. Oh fun. Well, you can come over and play with my makeup oh my anytime. Gosh. That room. Yeah. <laughs> The in the room, makeup. we're gonna yes. do a room party. That room um, upstairs. All right, so lighting. let's get to the lightning round, shall yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. All right, you start. Brittany, ready? Yes. Who's your girl celeb crush? Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I love that one. Why? I mean, like, why me, not? I mean, I know, but like, what is it about her? Because there's so many things about like, her. Like, she's just beautiful. She's a hustler. She's I can an actually see that about you too. Like, you know, mom. I totally see her as the independent woman first. She's amazing. She's a great mom. She's yeah. sexy. Yes. She takes care of herself. She fucking owns it. She does. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. I want to be her best friend. What is your, who's your celeb man crush? Paul Walker, but alive. Oh. Okay. Let's rest in peace. That's, if everybody always asks me, like, what's yeah. your type? Paul Walker is he my is type. He is your type. But he's everyone's type. Yeah, he is. He is universally 
easy on the eyes. Oh, you're right. He is beautiful. Oh, oh he was beautiful. Oh. All right. If you were stranded on a desert island, what would be the one product you would take with you? Or it could be food too. Food or product. Yeah. By the way, Brandy said freaking potatoes. Yeah. So potatoes. Like, so I don't even get me started. So like, it can be anything. Yeah. Like, she had something weird to say, but Brandy, you never know what's gonna come. Well, out. I think my phone. Can my phone be charged? Because oh. I'd like to stay in touch with everybody who's not on the island if I'm there alone. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. yeah I'll works. eat whatever's on the island because sure. I'm vegan. A phone with like a solar charger. Yeah. There you I go. need to talk. To you someone. make a couch out I'm of tree bark and you probably make some sort of tree juice. Yes. Tree juice. That's hilarious. Okay, um, do you, can you say what has been your favorite like memory as a mom? Just one memory. Oh boy, you know it just was the other day. She was she went on the monkey bars and she made it all the way through, and just watching her her strength yeah. and like the way that she tackled it, I could see her. Mm-hmm. I, I just I was so proud of her that she was so brave. So like to keep pushing through it because yeah. you know your hands start to burn, yeah. especially little kids. She Aww. was just so brave. What has been your biggest failure or obstacle that you've ever overcame? Oh God, how much time do you have for this podcast? <laughs> um, failure. I mean, I fail all the time. Um, I don't know if there's one huge one. I think just losing jobs and yeah, and letting letting that almost drive me into a depression. Because in our line of work, it's like stuff comes and goes. Being, I wish I was a little bit more easygoing knowing that something's going to come. And I've gotten a lot better at it. But I would say a few years ago, That's I was hard. a mess. That's yeah. hard. And especially when you have a lot writing on it, you know? I, take, I took work a little too seriously. So it's hard when it's when you are um, giving of yourself to the work. It's not just like sitting and clocking in there's this creation happening inside of you and so when you have an opportunity you sort of let yourself walk down that road of all the giving you're going to do and you mentally allow so when it's not given to you you take it personally there is such a different it's like a different rejection than i think on face value when you're like there's a lot of rejection in this like it's different than i think it sounds because it's like you really opened yourself up to it and you were like here i am i'm here for you are you here for me and when it's like no you're like fuck that hurts like it's just such a different yeah, experience really so it. I totally get that it, it, it's brutal yeah I've had it too but I've gotten it, better it's brutal yeah what's your biggest guilty pleasure oh boy um golden girls oh that's a fantastic answer I was hoping you were gonna say like non-vegan vanilla ice cream you were hoping <laughs> oh, golden girls sick. is as good as it gets <laughs> that was amazing um what's your proudest accomplishment Olivia oh for sure and then Having my own lines. Yeah, I mean, that is oh, actually... Fuck, we, didn't know, we didn't talk about that. Talk about that. We, need talk about <laughs> we need to do that real quick. How does that even happen? You know, uh, I just asked the manufacturer for the rugs how it happened because I was curious. And she said that she had just been a fan, so she reached out to my management. So it was something sort super organic. But goes to show, like, when you manifest... Yes. That's what, another thing about manifesting that I've learned. Don't be so specific. Like, my old mm-hmm. vision boards would have exact networks I wanted to work at the exact brands instead of being more vague and just like like lifestyle yes or exactly prime and time. so once I let go of the grasp of it yeah. has to be this way more opportunities have just been coming where, down the path where are the rugs going to be available the rugs are now available on Overstock Bed Bath & Beyond oh my God. Home Depot I'm already getting one from Walmart and Amazon oh. wait did I already say that yes like so all of the places all the places they're beautiful too if Thank you guys you. haven't checked them out check them out say on the name Sabrina's, again uh, it's website. a Sabrina Soto rug line yeah. you just google it and it'll come right up 
Oh my it's gosh. beautiful. Thank They're you. indoor, outdoor. Yes. yes. They're gorgeous. They're super I've been eyeing them. I know. Like, pour wine on them and wash it right off. I'm buying it. Yeah, you need it. Oh my god, that's incredible. Uh, but I'm just getting one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say? This is a little harder one because I'm in. I was like stuck on this. What's your life motto or your life mantra? Do you have one? I would say just being kind and compassionate because the world needs more of it. Yeah. And we all get like inundated with all the stuff and being on our phone. But what I try to disconnect and like connect with people, it's just spreading kindness. I think that's such a good point. Such a good point and valid point. We bring it up all the time. Get off the phone. Yeah, get off the phone. Get off off the the phone phone and connect with the person you're there with at that time. I just read something. um, This couple says that when they get home from work, they put down their phones until the kids go to school sleep mm. and I need to start doing that because I've noticed that I've been on my phone because we work yes. freelance work you're is never on, on and you're never off yeah you're, you're never always off. kind of on and Olivia the other day was like can you put down your phone oh, she said and that it to you. broke yeah. my heart or when they know how to operate the phone better than you do and you're like excuse me where oh, did yeah. you learn that from exactly. like, by watching you mom <laughs> yeah. I'm watching you <laughs> I need to do that I, what is um so we always at the end of every episode we talk about like products we're crushing on yeah and it's just anything that we think can be helpful it can be absolutely anything cooking yes. beauty oh, oh, decor anything this new hair stuff well it's not new but it's called powder light okay and that's it's a pump. so funny I was gonna do a hair stuff thing too well what's yours <laughs> no but that is it like a it's, it's like a, a pump and you put it in your roots and it makes your hair super like. Like great volume. Ooh, that's what I was gonna say too. So Wait, which one's your called? Powder, P- powder light. light. Powder light. Mine was called Puff Me. Puff Me. It's in a pink bottle, but like it's basically like a dry shampoo, so it looks like white, and yes. then you spray it, so it's a dry volumizer spray. It's amazing. It's and amazing. And yeah. lip liner from Mac right now is called Sora. I'm obsessed yeah, with it. Sora's Sora. Good. It's Sora. No, just Sora. S O A R. I'm writing everything down so we can link well, everything since, below. Well, since Sabrina had hair volumizer, which that one's amazing we'll leave mine too for that but mine are actually some pjs that i'm obsessed with right now i like live in pjs um who makes them pj salvage oh yeah they're good stuff so good but nordstrom rack is like my jam because you get everything for not regular price yes so these pjs are the cutest look how cute they are aren't they cute Oh, they wear them oh to it's like a heart. I love it. It's like a heart at, sign. Yeah, it's like a gray sweatshirt and sweatpants, and then there's little hearts all over. Anyways, them, but there's the a combo is under fifty dollars. It's so good. You can wear it out. You can do anything in it, so it's good. What other ones? What do you got? God damn it! I totally forgot. <laughs> I was gonna do one. I was like, we'll just ask Sabrina, and that will be it. Um, I might, to, I might need to think about it. I completely. I'll tell you one thing that I did lately that I don't like. Yeah, what? I got a vampire facial. Ooh, you didn't like it? No. Interesting. Wait, it was when a did you get it done? Colossal waste of time. When did you get it done? Like three months ago. The BS, like, wait a few months, yeah. you'll see it. No, I didn't see no. anything. Interesting. I've never gotten one done, but that's interesting. And I, I looked like my... a maniac for a good week. I'll show you pictures. You could share them on the. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. so <laughs> don't get that. Heck oh, that's yeah. a good one. We should it... actually do a podcast where we share things we don't like because I yeah. have a few of those too. Things that sucked a big one. Yeah. Heck yeah, and then I got Jupiter under my eyes. That was a horrible idea really I did it and I did it a long time I did it a long time ago so full disclosure my family friend has like a plastic surgeon's business and wanted to increase his social media so he was like I'll do like a couple free treatments as long as we can shoot it and I was like sure like why not so he did a little cheek filler to like a little bit more lift in my cheekbone and I think he was a little heavy-handed because I swear it the like it gave me dark circles because it was like it almost pulled my cheeks out too much so I had dark circles so then I was like Oh, How long did that last for? So it, I, I, it, I don't know. I ended up going to the girl who normally does my stuff and is super like 
really minimal, like does very, very little. And I normally don't notice anything bad. It's like really subtle. And I ended up asking her to do under eye. Cause I was like, I look like I have, I, if I'm not wearing concealer at all times, I look like I have really dark circles. So she did it once to level it. And I think then once the cheeks went down over time, I haven't needed to get it done again. Cause I'm going to show you a picture. I, think I look, it had like an allergic Wait, reaction. Wait, when did you? Well, cause it's oh, filler. Yeah, like, no, filler is scary. Like years and years ago. Oh my god! Never again. Never again. And then when I would get sick, I don't know why, it would blow up. Oh, probably because the, just you're getting inflammation in your body. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh my I'm going to show you a picture. Oh my God, please do. You're, you're, you're <laughs> not a monster. But I do think that that's an interesting thing you bring up, which is that so many people ask to, like, I feel like moms, especially for some reason, are always shy away from sharing what they get done because they almost oh. feel like that's a form of self-care that makes share. other people feel like, oh, oh why are you going to go do that when you should be with your kids? And it's like, why? What? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, can't I feel like I hear that a lot. But I, I have think... been getting Botox for 10 years. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Love. No, it has nothing to do, your identity, we talk about this all the time, your identity as like a woman and an individual and yep. feeling good and the way that you feel about yourself and the vanity and all of those things, do. they have nothing to do with your kids. No. They're two entirely separate things. So you're allowed so, to still be a sexy woman. Yes, exactly. You're still a person. Hence still a person. Take, yes. It doesn't take anything away. No. Okay. Right. Last thing. If right. if <laughs> is there anything that you would want like the mommy group community to know about you? Because they'll all go. They'll you know if they're gonna come follow you on social. They'll listen to the podcast. They've gotten to know you here. But is there something that like. I want you all to know that, you know, this, this, and this means so much well, to me. Well, I am a single mom doing it by myself. So if anybody out there is, like, scared of going down that route, like, yeah. you could totally DM me. I try to reply to everybody. That's incredible. And, you know, that it's not, it's doable. I got, I did a podcast about the breakup, and I got so many messages of women just thinking, like, they were so fearful. Like, mm. I couldn't do it on your, your own. You know, like, and you can. Everything is doable, I promise you. It's not easy. It's not easy. But you know what? Sometimes being with a partner isn't easy. And sometimes yeah. being with them, it's even worse than being by yourself. Yeah. yeah. If it's not the I, right person. I know. I actually said to my therapist, I was like, I'm I, I'm afraid of being alone, I think. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, you're not. You've been alone for years. And I, it that really hit home to me. Meaning because, even in your relationship, yes. you were alone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, so that's, think about that, yeah. ladies. No, it's true. That's a great that. point. It's a great point. This was awesome, Sabrina. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. I need to go get my phone to show you that photo. Yeah. Please do. Oh, that. my gosh. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, subscribe. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought about it. And head over. We're putting everything in the show notes. Go over to Sabrina's podcast. Subscribe to her podcast. Follow her on social media. She is just the most wonderful and delicious. We love you. Thank you, you so much. Bye. Bye.